Dumb on the Yump, ostensibly a baseball co- podcast. This is the B Block. I only say that because when I post these videos later, I need to know that. Tonight is Tuesday, February the 8th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm uh, coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Um, How's the weather? Where the weather has been weird. It was really cold and then it was like really humid and rainy, but also cold. And now it's just kind of warm. Well, yeah, we got up into the... It's gross. It's been really that gross. Sucks. I hate, so, that. I hate, hate yeah. that kind of weather. My least yeah. favorite kind of weather, I mean... Unless you're talking like, like death cold, like like uh, Chicago thirty degrees below zero with wind. Fire. I love that shit. Oh. No, that's my least favorite kind. But my second to least favorite kind is that thirty-one degrees and raining weather. I hear, yeah. like like pick a side, right. Where it's right at the freezing point, so maybe it's raining and then it immediately turns to ice when it hits the ground, or it's raining but there are ice particles in the rain that are hitting you in the face. That yeah. that's really my least favorite kind of weather. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to go camping. When I was in high school, I used to go camping with some buddies. Uh, on the coldest night of the year it was like 30 below without wind chill and then we'd go camping it was awesome in the in the hills of vermont right exactly in the woods how many people died nobody no No. one died yeah you just like light a huge fire and then you like dig like sleeping holes in the snow and then you like get in your sleeping hole and put a bunch of blankets over you and you're like right next to the fire it's pretty warm actually that's cool yeah i you know i respect that you know growing up we'd go skiing all the time and i'm sure it got that cold when we were up on the mountain what i'm thinking about is this one day in chicago when it got that cold and like I was trying to go to work and I think that you know maybe this is a preparedness kind of thing I don't know but like I already I already can tell it is <laughs> yeah, right because when you go skiing on a mountain you're prepared you're wearing your suit you're wearing your like heavy mittens your heavy snow jacket snow pants boots yeah boots right when you're like standing on the corner waiting for a bus. And right. And you're in the city and trying to be fashionable. Not even. Yeah, you're like newsy cap on. Right. Like maybe you're like 
kind of cool quote unquote winter jacket that's yeah, not actually insulated. Exactly. Italian like, shoes. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. oh, it's so cold. It's like no shit, dude. You're not wearing winter clothes, right? But it's just <laughs> but you have to go to work. Should it be 30 degrees below when you have to go to work? I guess that's my point. Is that 30 below waiting for the bus at 7 a.m. to go to your job hits different than 30 below going up into the mountains with your friends to sit by a bonfire and drink whiskey and eat venison. See, here's what I would say to that. Okay. Is that 30 below is 30 below and that's fucking cold and you better dress appropriately. Yeah. Otherwise you're gonna die. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if you're like standing on the street or in the woods. If it's thirty below zero Fahrenheit, yeah. you gotta you gotta wear the right shit. You know, you gotta go to that lawyers meeting wearing your <laughs> no right with your snow pants, yeah, you and your boots, and like you can bring your suit in your backpack or whatever. Right. Like, but. If it's 30 below zero, you have to dress appropriately. Agreed. Yep, that's a good. <clears throat> I, it was a really funny thing. Do you know the company Canada Goose? Yeah. Jackets, like rain, uh, yeah. ski jackets, you know? Yeah. They were such hot shit. Uh, I remember they were, it's like, they, and you know, they're expensive. They're very expensive. But, but they're, they're not like, actually too, that great, right? Is that what you're getting at? No. No, no, they're like tested for like negative 50 degrees and they're like this slick Canada company and they were really super fashionable. And there was like one winter where like everybody was wearing a Canada goose jacket, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like all these fucking D-bags are wearing these like $300 coats that are like, and they're like in the city and they're like, this is tested for hundred degrees below zero. It like gets to zero maybe one time a year here. Right. Like it's not even, like it's not even that cold here. And then, and then there's a huge like PETA blowback against this company because they raise dogs to like kill, to line their hoods with, with like wolf fur or something like that. Okay. This like, they're like like, you know, alpine dogs or whatever that okay. they raise for the fur. And then everyone's like, oh, they're killing dogs to make these jackets. And so all these like woke Brooklyn rich people who bought these $300 coats one year because they were super fashionable, the next year had to stop wearing them because it was like, you couldn't do that shit anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... That's funny because I think that most attacks on so-called woke culture are completely like bullshit and in bad faith. Right. But PETA sucks. Sure. PETA does suck. PETA sucks. Um, <laughs> like right. fuck them and fuck like that aspect of woke culture, quote unquote right. woke culture, because whatever woke culture is not a thing um sorry again right no no i i i agree yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh you know the joe rogans of the world will be like oh i'm gonna wear my canada goose jacket 
365 days a year just because the snowflakes tell me I can't. Right, you know? right, right. When really <laughs> snowflakes are the ones who are freezing your ass because that's right. What right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, and like, I mean, can't like, I was never so, like, oh, I gotta get me one of those jackets. Like, can't but they're good jackets. jackets. Fucking... That thing is that they all. <laughs> I mean, no, they're super douchey. Like, they, okay. you know, if you get in a Canada Goose jacket, you're probably a douchebag. You know, like just in general. But will we um, unless you're like unless you're like a skier or right. like somebody who has a job on a ski mountain because they're skiing jackets. You yeah. know what I mean? But if you're like a Brooklyn lawyer, and you're like, Oh, I'm so cool. I have this jacket, it's tested for 100 degrees below zero, or some bullshit like that. It's like, Yeah, it's lined with, lined with dog fur, that's why it's so fucking warm, you know. You ever see a dog? <laughs> Dogs love the snow. <laughs> um, oh, killing dogs, anyway, right? Also, like, if you were even trying to like be. Like, just don't buy shit that's made out of fur if you're... Well, can you get fake fur that works as well? Sure. I, you can get real fur. Like, just own it. You know, if you're going to buy a fur jacket, just, like, fucking own it, you know? You know what we did for 90% of our history? Wear fur. Yeah. But don't kill, like, Bengal tigers. I guess that's where my line is drawn. Right. But like, I feel like a Bengal... Tiger pelt wouldn't be no, that warm. actually be good because they're like warm uh, weather animals, right? Like you want to make a tiger jacket, you should kill a Siberian tiger, but there are only like a hundred of those left. Yeah, so. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Yeah. Or like a polar bear, you know? Yeah, don't kill those either. Warm, but don't kill a polar bear. Yeah. And then, but you know, if you're gonna like kill something, kill a husky, use, yeah, like use the fur for it. Like that's the other thing. It's like <clears throat> you know, yeah. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna wear leather shoes, you should eat beef. You know, it's just like this right. whole use as much of the animal as you can. You know, right. And if you're gonna eat a fucking cheeseburger, then like don't draw a line and be like, oh, I can't wear this fur, like this leather jacket or whatever. Like, right. Yeah. Use the gizzards. Right. Yeah. But if you're going to buy a Canada Goose jacket, you then you should eat dog meat. And then like, then you can be like, well, well you know, whatever. <laughs> right. I eat this you dog. Eat dog meat. <laughs> right. Jacket. You're fine. You're not a hypocrite at all. Right, exactly. Even if you're going to your publishing job in Brooklyn. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is great. I digress. Yeah, this is great. I'm glad that this podcast has come down on pro kill dog. That's no, 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 no. For the record. For the record. We are not, not pro killing dogs. We're pro living dogs. We're pro living dogs. Right. Right. An anti all I'm saying. Side. All I'm saying is if you're gonna kill a dog, you should eat that dog. Yeah. Definitely. That okay. I'm not gonna go. I was gonna go down this whole thing of like, you know when a super villain is evil in a movie because they kill a dog. 
because like a villain can kill like 30 people and you're like well whatever but as soon as they kill someone's dog this is like the whole john wick thing you're like oh bad guy totally yeah yeah would make sense people love dogs right yeah. And dogs, like, cops kill dogs all the time. I think that cops we don't talk dogs. about that yeah. enough. That's a good point. Cop, that's all yeah. cops do is kill dogs. Yeah, that's right. Like, you know, cops are bad guys. Yeah. They kill dogs. They kill dogs. Like, right. that's the first thing they do when they break into your house is they kill your right. dog. They yeah. kill your dog. It's like, oh, I broke into your house, now I'm going to kill your dog. And... If you're lucky, if you're white, I probably won't kill you. But your dog is dead. But your dog is dead. Yeah. That happened. Well, that didn't happen. The guy died. Shit. I should know his name in Minneapolis the other night. Cops did a uh, no warrant. Uh, oh, uh, not a no warrant. No knock warrant search on his apartment. And he just shot him dead. It's really fucked up. Oof, this podcast is taking a turn for the bleak. Right. Don't kill dogs. Or don't people. be like cops. Don't, don't be kill cops. dogs. Right, don't, don't be cops. <laughs> <laughs> to be cop is to be anti-dog. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. 100% agreed. Don't kill people. If you kill a dog, eat the dog and use every usable part of that dog. Meat. Right, but don't kill uh, dogs. Don't kill dogs. But wear their right. teeth as a necklace, because that would be cool. Okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Top of the crock. <laughs> this is actually a food podcast. <laughs> all right, next week's the Super Bowl. All right, though. Los right. Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And Sam, you and I have got to talk about what to make for our Super Bowl recipes. Now, last year, okay, it was the depths of COVID. And I'm I'm sad to bring this up again because I did the ultimate bachelor thing in which I ordered my chicken wings delivered the day before. Right, to reheat. Add to reheat to reheat. Right. And didn't you get like 60 of them? Like 20. Yeah. And it's more reasonable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I just sat in my home by myself eating my chicken wings and watching the Super Bowl. That was the Tampa Bay one. I was about to say, play Kansas City? Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Whooped them. Okay, so if we're going to plan ahead to prepare a recipe for next Sunday's Super Bowl, what do we need to be doing? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends. Like, I feel like the Super Bowl is like a traditional thing. Like, I feel like people have their own traditions for the Super Bowl, right? Right. So, you know, when as a child growing up in my my house every year my mom would make chili and so that's kind of been carried on by me and all my brothers making chili um but not like cincinnati chili like condor chili you know right meat and beans and chili peppers that sort of thing 
Yeah, condor chili. I haven't made condor chili in a long time, but uh, it's getting good. So condor chili is you. I'm I'm going with it. The official condor chili is going to be a pork based with jalapenos uh, and, and a lot of spices, and then four kinds of beans, right? Right. White, red, black, and ranch style beans. So it's going to be right. a bean chili with pork instead of beef. I started it with the beef. I think I prefer the pork. I'm not sure why about that, though. That's really interesting. I might just prefer pork to beef in general because right. I've talked about the, the last kind of uh, a weeks on this podcast. So when your family was cooking their chili, what was the go-to ingredient? Well, I feel like it was usually vegetarian chili. Um, And my mom, at a certain point, found this recipe that used bulgur wheat. um, Because when you cook bulgur wheat, it has a similar texture to ground beef if it's all mixed in with other stuff. So you kind of get this. And then, you know, it just has all the other chili like chili peppers and tomato and all cumin and everything else. So it has all these flavors of chili in that it has the texture of like having also meat in there. Um, and so that was the thing. Um, and I don't know if they're still doing it up there. I think it's like year to year different. Uh, and actually my nephew has taken over Super Bowl food preparation. He's 10. Good for him. Um, yeah. And I actually I have a FaceTime with him tomorrow about his Super Bowl menu because very sadly I was gonna try to go up for the Super Bowl and because of work I'm no longer able to. Mm-hmm. So that's like a huge bummer. And I actually probably won't watch the Super Bowl. Um, what? What? in protest. Okay, but before yeah. we get to the game Out of sadness. Yeah, sure. But okay, right. so what are you gonna advise your nephew on? And your nephew's twelve? 10. 10. No, that's yeah. big responsibility. He's- yeah, I think that he's, I think he's like sliders, you know, so I'm going to like give him some easy things to do. And I'm going to see if I can uh, get him to make queso dip, which oh. is actually a new Super Bowl thing for me when Michelle introduced me to it because it's like super easy to make in the crock pot. No. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like Velveeta and Rotel peppers and chili peppers and that's it um, and, and then you put in the crock pot and it's like delicious um and then uh yeah um but i, I used to so we were gonna we were trying to have jesse long like original dump on the um the member the um jesse yeah we were trying to get him to come on the podcast today it was a little past his bedtime so he couldn't but we used to live together um, and we would host the Super Bowl party at yep. our apartment every year, which is where I still live, actually. Same apartment. Um, and it's a oh, much different apartment than it was. Wait, I was like, Jesse, right. smoke a stand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was a different, it was a different time. Then. Was was smoking that here all the time. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we used to host the Super Bowl party here every year, and 
um, and it was the only party that we'd ever host. Like we didn't, we didn't host, like, I don't like having parties at my house. Like I hate it actually. Cause it's like, people are there and they like, you got clean up, they drink all your nice, booze. Like, drink, you got your booze. Like and, all over your bathroom. Like why do yeah. you shit in the toilet? What's wrong with them? Right, exactly. They stab your, your roommate. Right. All that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to live together. Um, and so in every year, Jesse would call in sick to work. And he worked at this. No, no. On Super Bowl Sunday. Oh. He always worked on Sundays and he'd call in sick to work every year. And it had to be at least four years in a row. And his, like, the people he <laughs> worked for never caught on. But it was every single year. Like, you know, it was a big thing. We'd, like, get shit-faced the night before. And, like, I'd make chili and... He'd wake up the next morning with a hangover. Oh, no, that's the thing. The next morning, I'd wake up and start making chili, and he'd wake up and call in sick to work every year. And it's not even that he'd call in sick. Like, he would get out of work in time to make it home for the game. He just, like, wanted to hang out. And so he'd call in sick for work. It had to be at least four years in a row. It was hilarious. And they're um, like, oh yeah, Jesse's sick. I've got a coworker right. now who does that. I should ask her how she's doing. She always like so like you know I'm a middle school teacher, and we used to co-teach. We have two teachers in the same classroom, and every year she's gone the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday, and right. I'm just I just anticipated it. I'm like oh, she's. <laughs> She's not coming to work this Monday. <laughs> uh, hey, where's <laughs> where's Miss W? Yeah, she's not she's not awake yet. It's eleven a.m. <laughs> Do you know what a hangover is, children? You know what a hangover is, children. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah. Some other favorites for Super Bowl food: buffalo chicken dip. Um, buffalo chicken wings, obviously. Yeah, the wings. Uh, guacamole. Um, and then there's like all of the riffs that you can do with chili, right? There's nachos, chili dogs, uh, potato skins, and queso chili dip. I don't know. Okay, so way back in burritos. Shit, what year was this? Op five. Way back in op five, we went to Kaylin's house for the Super Bowl. Kaylin's parents' house. Kaylin's parents' house. Seahawks Steelers, right? Steelers, correct. Steelers. The, the Jesse JP battle. The Jesse JP battle. Yeah, it was intense. They were both actually really intense into that fucking football game. Um but that was no, I think no, I think JP was not. He's and I think that everyone was trying to get him to be. Oh so I think I that you probably are remembering your intention to get him and Jesse to fight each other. But I feel like you know, because every time you try to talk to JP about like the Steelers, he's like, Oh, the family owns the Steelers, put so much money into the city, and it's just like 
all these guys do so much charity work. It's like, no one cares about that. Like punch somebody, you know what I mean? Like it's football. (laughs) Right. But that's actually like the least easiest way to get JP to punch somebody. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's other much easier ways. But that was the, like the bus, right? And Troy Palomalu and yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a great they won that football game too. Right. The Seahawks had Sean Alexander and Hasselbeck was the quarterback. Right. Yeah. It was a good game. But I brought it up because I was that was where uh I first ate, I think it's called the seven layer nachos. No, seven layer bean dip. Seven layer bean. Was dip. it bean dip? Yeah. Or was it nachos? Maybe I was just using chips to dip into it. So I thought it was nachos. What goes into your seven layer bean dip? Oh, you know, that's my sister in law's recipe. And I haven't made that in a long time. But it was beans, so- guacamole, I think. There's a layer of um, cheese. Pico de Gallo. There's like a sour cream mixed with hot sauce, I think, is one layer. Uh-huh. Or maybe it's sour cream mixed with ranch powder or something like that. I can't remember. Sour cream is spicy. <clears throat> right. And maybe there's like a chopped olive layer. I might be making this up at this point. This sounds pretty good, though. Yeah. Chopped olives doesn't sound that good. <clears throat> chopped olives sounds gross. Huh. Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you, this dip was like the best fucking thing I'd ever had. Right, it's good dip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to get that recipe from her. Yeah, you should do that. Dip. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, loyal listeners, if you want everyone to like be your best friend, seven layer bean dip or get whatever, like. Right, and that's the other thing is I think it's called seven layer bean dip, but I think there's only like four layers. It's not all beans. Nobody wants to eat seven. Well, most people don't want to eat seven layers of beans. beans. No, no. What I'm saying is there are only a few layers. I think it's called more layers than there are actually are layers. Oh, oh yeah, probably. <laughs> I think it's called seven layer bean dip, but I think it's actually like four or five layer bean dip, you know? Guacamole beans. I feel like there was a meat layer. Maybe I'm wrong about that. No, because my sister-in-law is vegetarian, so there would not be a meat layer, yeah. Beans, guac, spicy sour cream, and others. Right. Cheese cheese. and salsa, I think. And salsa. Maybe. That's five. Yeah. I think it's a five-layer bean dip. I think maybe I just call it seven-layer bean dip, and it's not actually a five-layer bean dip. Yeah. We just made this shit up. Okay. All right. We got to move on. We're running out of time. I got to talk about my seafood adventures. Oh, yeah. Lay it on me. Okay. So uh, this weekend, I went down to Tolono, and the thing is, Well, okay, so a food truck, not a food truck, a fish truck was coming to Tolono and you could buy fresh seafood off this truck if you ordered beforehand on Facebook, which is great. If you're in the Champaign-Urbana area, I recommend you do it. 
these guys are fucking awesome. Now, I forgot that it's a 30-minute drive from Champaign to Tolono. Right. And so, you had just gotten like six feet of snow. And we had just gotten six feet of snow. <laughs> so it was kind of an adventurous adventure for me to get out there. But I got my food. And so uh, I got this cobia, pound of cobia. Uh-huh. Really good, okay? So yeah, cobia is good. I, I, I'm calling it black and cobia, but it, a real chef probably wouldn't consider it blackened. Cuban. Well, it wasn't very black. It wasn't very black, correct. Yeah. But uh, it was cumin, black pepper, cayenne pepper, chili powder, salt, and garlic, and lime. Right. I probably could have doubled the spices. Yeah. Also, you can put the lime on after you cook it. I did both. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So, so I feel like lime is just like water, basically. So you're going to inhibit your blackening ability if you put that on before. Because the, 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 the liquid will, will slow down the color development okay because so like it, when you blacken something you want to put like a shitload of spices on it and then put it in a super hot pan so that the spices like burn a bit but the 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 meat doesn't burn okay that makes sense i didn't do that correctly because it, it was orange chick orange cobia right yeah it looked good it was, it it was like nicely nicely caramelized, but it wasn't like blackened, like in the Cajun style. Well, right? and it could have been spicier. Like the flavor was really good, but I I did regret. I was like, man, I like I like punked out on the spices on this. I could have just overloaded this with hot spices, and I I didn't. The and that's a common mistake that I make. Because I'm always like, well, I can always add spice and I can't take spice away. So I don't right. want to make something too spicy. And I am someone where like something can be too spicy to me. Right. I, like I'm, I like spicy food, but I'm not, I, I can't go to a Thai place and order five, five star food, right? Like that's not what. Five I'm chili doing. peppers. Yeah, the five chili peppers. Like, I know people right. can do that. You're someone I know who can do that. I, I'm like that's, right. like, that's not what I like. I don't like that. Right. Um, but but I, at the same time, I was like, oh, I should have I doubled the spiciness on this cobia. But the flavor was delicious. Now, here's the other thing. I looked up the recipe. The recipe said three minutes on the side on high heat. I did three minutes and then I cut into it and I was like, oh, and so five minutes on the side on high heat. Right. Because uh, your piece was maybe a little thicker. Oh, is that probably why? Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe that, you know, maybe their high heat was a different temperature than your high heat. Like those that those sort of recipes are like. You really got to, you know, even doing what I do in a professional kitchen, you really have to just know your equipment to find out, like, what 
is the right temperature, you know? That makes sense. <clears throat> Think about that. I like that. Yeah. Um, because every bono, every pan cooks different. Right. Ovens too. Like the thing is, is that like you at really high temperatures, thermostats are easy to like get wonky. So like a, if you set your oven to 350 degrees, it might be 325 degrees. It really, and if I set my oven to 350 degrees, it might be 375 degrees. Um, and unless you have like a thermometer in your oven that you can calibrate or that you change in a regular sort of way, then there's no way to actually tell. Because like really what you, you know, when you set your oven, you're setting it to a dial amount that like is based on a thermostat in your oven that's had the shit baked out of it for years and probably doesn't work super well. Mm -hmm. Like it's probably in the ballpark, but I don't know. Yeah. It's all about knowing, knowing your own equipment. So I, I, I got two questions for you. So what is yeah. about phobia, which I fucking loved it. I loved yeah. the fish. It's delicious. And right. it's one of the meatiest fish I have ever eaten. And yeah, it's super meaty. That was great. It, it was like eating the most delicious chicken breast I've ever had. Right. I actually uh, compare cobia to pork loin. I could see that. Um, yeah. For descriptive purposes. Like if, if someone's like, oh, I don't really like fish. I want some fish, but I don't really like fish. I'm like, oh, you should try cobia. You know, like this is a real meaty sort of fish. Um, and yeah, it's a, you know, it's an ocean fish. They actually, it's one of like, I used to work at this restaurant that was uh, really sustainably minded. Um, and so fish was always kind of a hard thing to come by for a lot of reasons, but mostly because like a lot of, there's a lot of regulations when it comes to fisheries, but they're like, you know, a million billion square miles of fishable ocean. And there's like five fish police. Um, and so like, there's no, like fisheries are like, even the fisheries that are, like the only fisheries that are like strictly regulated are the ones that are in like enclosed in an area, like uh, the sound or like a bay, like the Bristol Bay in, in um, New England, Alaska, Alaska. <clears throat> so it's the largest bay in the country. Um, and it's the first, uh, regulated fishery in the world um and it's because it's all enclosed uh and you can like regulate it because of that and that's where a bunch of salmon comes from but you know these ocean fish it's really hard to um regulate those fisheries and then with farmed fish uh the farmed fish do really intense damage, like pollution style to the ocean floor. Like shrimp farming is one of the number one um, causes of, uh, what's the word? They call like ocean dead spots. 
Right. And it's basically you have a fish farm, fish like shrimp, shrimp farm, and shrimp eat three times as much food as their finished weight. So if you have a pound of shrimp, that shrimp has eaten three pounds of food or five pounds of food or something. And the rest of it is just shit. So it's they just like shit it all out and it and it pollutes the water and kills everything in there. There are these really bad, like massive dead spots, especially like in Southeast Asia and China and in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, and it's a climate change contributor um, massively. But anyway, this <clears throat> these people came from this cobia farm to my restaurant and was like, this is what we're doing with the cobia farm. And there are these massive I don't know if this is the cobia that you also were eating, but they they've like developed this yeah, fish farming from system from the Gulf of Mexico, right? Yeah. So probably, I don't know. They're doing it with Atlantic salmon now too, um, and some other of these like big because cobia is big fish, right? Um, and there are these really big because like with the fish farm, you like have an enclosed space um, and the fish live there and you feed them and then you harvest them and it's all controlled and um like the most sustainable ones are on land fish farms that have uh filtered water and, and filtered and recirculated water but most of those are growing really small fish like trout um in the ocean farms there are these big netted they're just like enclosed areas in the ocean so these cobia farms are huge netted areas in the ocean and they're in this deep ocean they're all um, held up by these buoys and there are a bunch of fish swimming in there and they're eating and they're shitting and everything which is bad for the environment but they have these tugboats that kind of drag them around to different areas in the ocean so they're not like condensed in this one area um, so it's a much more sustainable fish farming practice. Anyway, this is way more long-winded than it probably should have been. No, that was good. Like, we need Sam's sustainable fish farm. Right. Well, so it's like, you know, if you're concerned about climate change, which literally everyone should be. Yes. Most of the conversation is about fossil fuels, but a huge portion of the damage is done by agriculture yes. and aquaculture um, and you're not allowed like in this country anyway you're not allowed to talk about it or like publish it because these are all commodity products that um essentially if you like write a some thing about beef that negatively impacts the commodities market that's against the law so you can't like write an article about beef and says beef is destroying the environment world. Right. Yep. We've talked about this before. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk about it again. Um, the other thing I got was grouper. Right. And so here's what I'm doing with the grouper right now, before we podcasted, I set up the crock pot with potatoes. Cool bacon, garlic, and onions. Cool. I'm going to start it in the morning. I'm going to add chicken stock tomorrow morning, and I'm going to turn it on. 
Okay. I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna add cream. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna cook it for like maybe an hour mm -hmm. in the crock pot with the cream. And I'm gonna like cook the grouper on what a low heat, saute it. And right. throw it in the crock pot. Uh-huh. So like chop it into bits, really. Throw it in right. the crock pot. And then maybe cook it for what? Like an hour, 30 minutes? Yeah, probably not an hour, probably not 30 even minutes. An hour. Yeah. Yeah, and I would not low heat. I'd put it, I'd like saute it on high heat. High heat. And like get your pan super cook hot. Cook the fish in there. No, you don't want to cook it all the way through. You just want to get some color on it. And then oh. you can put it in the crock pot to finish cooking. For like for like 30 minutes or like 45 minutes. In the crock pot. In the crock Not pot. Not even. 20 yeah. minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. really worried about this. I think it's going to be delicious because it's all my favorite flavors. But like they're all going in at different times, so I'm I'm nervous about this. But I think it's gonna be great. Right. It's gonna be potato grouper soup. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing about fish is, if you cook it too long, it'll turn into nothing. It'll just completely fall apart. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it doesn't take long to cook. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. So. That's what we got. Uh, anything else? Um, we talked about pork chop sandwiches, Sam. I made a couple of what I'm calling like ghetto Cubanos for lunch, sure. which were mm -hmm. fucking delicious, uh, which were just like plain bread sandwich with mayonnaise and mustard and cheddar cheese and pulled pork and ham and pickles. And right. man... Put three of those in your lunchbox and go to lunch. It's like the most, I don't know. I, I mean, I know that's not high cuisine and that's like a damnation of what a Cubano ought to be, but it's just right. a sandwich with pickles and it's like the best thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you eat three of those, the kids probably aren't learning too much in the afternoon. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm just farting. I'm just making the right. most <laughs> the entire day. Fast asleep. Right, right. No, no, no. It's it's teaching fuel. Let me actually kind of the opposite. You definitely get like, okay, I got my protein. I got, I don't know, pickles. Good for you? Do they have vitamin content? Yeah, sure. Well, it depends on the pickles, but yeah. They're a vegetable, but yeah. Does the pickling process take like suck all the vitamins out of the cucumbers? Like really high in sodium, you know? Yeah. Yeah. These sandwiches are basically eating a packet of salt. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, they're delicious. So eat more pork and pickle sandwiches, everybody. It'll make your life happier. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, unless you've got anything else, I'm about to call this. Yeah, call it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, thank you so much. This has been Dump on the Ump. Top of the clock.
Make your Super Bowl menus, chicken wings, nachos, uh, seven-layer dip, even if it's got five layers in it, all right? Let us know. Let us know what you make because I'm really excited about that. Uh, other than that, hey, everybody, if you've been listening to this podcast, follow us on Dump on the Ump, Facebook, Twitter, uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Sam, we never talked about my friend Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Oh, we said, what did I say about Joe Rogan earlier? We talked about him a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did. He wears but a can got, of the goose jacket, probably. We, yeah, he is wearing Joe Rogan wearing a goose jacket. I'm going to make a note of that. Yeah, uh, yeah no. That guy's gotten into a lot more shit this weekend, which I thought was funny. Anyway, hit us up on Twitter at Dump of the Up, ladies and gentlemen. For Sam, my name is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. If you don't believe I'm leaving, count the days I'm gone.